but Alex is. All right, so welcome everyone. Today is May the 4th, and this is our whole life healing um, call where we are focusing on all lives matter with Dr. Alex and Dr. David. My name is Johanna. I'm going to be assisting today. Um, before we start, I want to share this um, disclaimer that this presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we want to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Alex Lloyd or myself, Johanna Chan, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, so that's it. It's all yours, guys. Alex? All right. I'm not sure Alex... Oh, he is there. I don't see you. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, there you are. Okay. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay. I'm being washed yeah. out by the halo effect, I think. Well, is that better? No, yeah. no, it's better. No, I didn't have the screen, so I, I just had to turn the screen aside. And I hadn't heard your All voice, right. so I wasn't sure you were actually on the phone. Okay. All right. Oh, well, I, I just wanted to mention, by the way, Alex, last week, the last two weeks while you were away, we changed the whole direction of the movement. Okay, what is it? So, what <laughs> All right, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We've been away for uh, two weeks. Uh, I was out the first week, and then last week was really kind of a misunderstanding. Uh, but anyway, uh, but an interesting thing um, uh, about last week, missing last week, I was in such a good mood and, and was so excited about some things that are going on that I literally, I think, thought I could fly down the stairs instead of walking down the stairs. And it didn't work out. Uh, I can't imagine why, but it didn't work out the way I planned. And so I fell down the stairs and I either broke uh, my ankle or have a really bad sprain. Um, so that was part of it too. David didn't know about that, but, um, that was part of it too. So, um, I'm sitting here with black, blue, green, orange, purple, uh, all around my right ankle and it swollen up about that much. So, uh, that was part of it too. But, uh, anyway, so this week, this week, uh, David suggested, and I think it's a great suggestion. How about we talk a little bit about, anxiety, which is the number one emotional issue on the planet, and PTSD, which is, a, which is an extreme form of, uh, of anxiety. Um, and um, I have a PhD in psychology, uh, but I've probably not looked at the DSM-IV, which is the uh, Bible of psychologists, how they uh, diagnose things. I've not looked at that in years, all right? So in prep today, I did look it up, and for post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a big deal, it's been in the news a lot lately, especially with veterans, uh, some people with COVID, so, uh, there's going to be lots of people in the Ukraine that have this, uh, etc. Criteria A is that a stressor is required meaning something in your circumstance that would be seen as stressful to anybody. All right, what can those be? The person was exposed to one of the above or more. Death, threatened death, 
actual or threatened serious injury or actual or threatened sexual violence in the following ways, direct exposure, witnessing the trauma, learning that a relative or close friend was in that trauma or indirect exposure to adverse details of the trauma. Uh, usually like that would be something for like first responders, medics, things like that. Okay, criteria B, the traumatic event is persistently re-experienced in some of the following ways. Unwanted nightmares, flashbacks, emotional distress, physical reactivity after exposure to triggers for the traumatic event. Criterion C, avoidance. One is required. Avoidance of trauma-related stimuli after the trauma in the following ways. Trauma-related thoughts and feelings, trauma-related external reminders. And then there's criterion D, criterion E, criterion F, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. I'm not gonna take the time to go into all those. And then the criteria for anxiety, generalized anxiety, which is the number one emotional well-being diagnosis in the world is, uh, is this, all right? The presence, number one, the presence of excessive anxiety and worry about a variety of topics, events, or activities. Worry occurs more often than not for at least six months and is clearly excessive. So what number one is saying is for at least a period of six months, you are worrying and having anxiety about something that is that does not warrant that much anxiety, okay? It's too much. Now the criteria doesn't tell you what is too much or not enough or whatever, okay? That's sort of uh, in the gray area. Number two, the worry is experienced as very difficult to control. The worry in both adults and children may shift from one thing to another, but you just keep worrying. Number three, the anxiety and worry are accompanied by at least three of the following, edginess or restlessness, tiring easily, more fatigue than usual, impaired concentration or feeling as though the mind goes blank, irritability, which may or may not be seen by others, but you feel it, increased muscle aches or soreness, and difficulty sleeping, all right? So those are the, um, you might say, uh, professional clinical criteria. Here's my two cents on that. Um, Basically, post-traumatic stress is anyone who has gotten to the level of what would be called shock, okay? Uh, if you're in a car accident and you're okay, but your car's totaled and maybe you bumped yourself a little and maybe some other people were injured and things like that, and you're sitting on the side of the road waiting for the medics and the police and all that, and if you're in shock, the medic will come up to you and he'll look at you and, and if it's like uh, David Peck, whom I'm looking at right now, he would say, David, David, can you hear me? David, do you know your name? Your name is David Peck. You've been in an accident and you're okay. Uh, can you tell me who's the president? Can you tell me what day it is? Can you tell me? And they'll likely put a blanket over them. 
and get them some water and, and, and start rubbing on them and, and someone over there to talk to them. You're okay. You're in an accident, but you're okay. So shock is when something, the emotional stress gets so much that your unconscious mind bypasses your conscious mind. It, it basically turns it off and says, uh, uh, we've got this one, all right? And then it puts you in extreme fight or flight to the point that you can't fly, you can't fight, you can't flee. The only one you can do is freeze, but you totally freeze, okay? And that's what your unconscious wants you to do. It wants you, all right, you just sit there and rest. This has been a big deal and let us do some stuff now to take care of this, all right? Your unconscious mind does not differentiate between what's real or imagined, between past, present, or future. That is why you have PTSD, okay? If, if they went in shock, whether it was in Iraq or in a car wreck or whatever, and then when the shock was over, the brain treated it as, okay, that was a month ago. That was a year ago. You wouldn't go into the stress and anxiety, right? Because your mind would say, no, that's not, that's not relevant to this. That was six months ago, all right? But your unconscious does not differentiate. It treats everything as if it's happening right now. Or in the case of that shock, as if it's happening again right now. All right? And to me, anxiety is the same thing as PTSD. It's just not near as bad. It doesn't rise to the level of a PTSD, so it's just anxiety. But understand, too, that an anxiety diagnosis, you can have those same problems, but maybe that doesn't rise to the level of an anxiety diagnosis. But that doesn't mean you don't have a problem with anxiety. You do. It just doesn't rise to the level of a diagnosis, okay? Uh, another thing or two, and then I'm going to be quiet and let David go, but um, um, I've never had a real big problem with anxiety. Um, on the other hand, Hope has struggled with it as long as I have known her, okay? And, and that, is, that is normal. One person can have it really bad and the other person not at all, even if they are in the same situations, all right? It's an internal issue, not an external. The external is only the trigger, okay? But um, anyway, lately, I, I think this came out about a year ago, a brand new research, well done research that was just exploded into controversy because the research said that a psychological clinical diagnosis is meaningless. <laughs> Why? Well, because it may be that you don't have this at all. You have that. It's just that so many of the factors are overlapping that it's easy for a practitioner to mistake this for that, or you may have nothing at all, or you may have something terrible that the, the, the person who's trying to help you can't even see. Now, I'm not saying that to say, don't go to a counselor or therapist. I think, that, I think there is a, a time for that. The problem is finding a good one, which are hard to find, believe me. Most of them are burned out, uh, high suicide rate of any major profession, and there's a reason for that, 
okay? Um, but what I am saying is I believe what we do for anxiety uh, and the anxiety family of issues works way better than anything I've ever seen. Uh, most of you know that most of our data for you know, showing that the codes or trilogy works is with, a, with heart rate variability, which is the medical test for stress. Well, what's the medical test for anxiety? It's the same test, <laughs> okay? So um, uh, uh, the Healing Codes and Trilogy, which we know work fabulous on stress, that's what our data is. Well, that's the same thing you need for anxiety, whether it's, it's generalized or not quite that bad or all the way to PTSD. And um, our, rapid eye, our rapid eye stress release is the best thing I know of, of anything for anxiety and, and those kind of issues. Um, in fact, there's, there's over 100,000 um, rapid eye practitioners in the United States alone. There's all kinds of studies and it is, it is pretty much a, a given that the rapid eye therapies are unbelievably effective on the anxiety family of issues. So Dave, what, what do you want to? Yeah, no, I'll just not, yeah, not that, not too much. That was, that was great. That was really awesome. Um, so what you're saying then in a sense is that anxiety, this systemic, very, you know, common anxiety in our society could be a, could re have resulted or developed as a result of a low level of PTSD, so to speak. Is that yeah, it could. Yes, it could. That's right. And, yeah. and, or, or it could elevate. It could be that it's not that, but then another thing or two happens, and now it does elevate to that level. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the thing that came to mind, you know, when I was sort of reviewing um, the topic was that the role of anxiety in things like hypertension yeah. and and the role that 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 it could have in populations and the one that you know is particularly uh pertinent um to to us here in the united states has to do with the african-american population and the high rates of hypertension and heart disease right. right and and that and that and that experience you know that experience of of slavery and incarceration and lack of control, et cetera, you know, that low, that, I mean, it's not actually a low level. It's not actually a very high level form of, of um, trauma, ongoing trauma and absence of control. I'm wondering whether this has led to, you know, just systemically in the population having just anxiety at baseline almost and that, and, and, you know, and passed down generationally as well. And this could understand because we, we really, you know, we, we don't understand what's causing hypertension, honestly, you know, 95% yeah, still, you know, and, and maybe some of us actually do, you know, and, and, and the component, and this is the whole, this is the whole, the, the whole point is, you know, the anxiety component. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I don't, what, yeah, what that, yeah, um, yeah, that was a, that was a fantastic point about the, the black community. 
Um, I was, uh, I, before COVID, I used to go to Europe several times a year and to Asia several times a year to teach. And um, the one of the first times that I was teaching in, in um, Europe, I was teaching in Germany. And toward the end of the day, toward the end of the workshop, um, the, the subject of Hitler came up and the German people. And um, David, it was pretty amazing. Um, people all over the room started crying and, mm. and, and wringing their hands and, you know, making these sorts of, and, and what they told me basically, and we're talking hundreds of Germans, and basically they all agreed with one voice and David, what they said is we are absolutely still traumatized by Hitler. We are absolutely still traumatized by what happened. And they said, that's why, even though, I mean, what, you know, there's an argument about it now because of, you know, Lexus and companies like that. But, but historically, if you said, okay, what's the best car in the world? It's not Ford. It's Chevy. I, I mean, it's Mercedes. It's 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 uh, Chevy. It's uh. I had a Chevy. I like Chevy. <laughs> well, yeah, I do too. But but if you ask what is the best car in the world, it would have been Mercedes, maybe BMW. Okay, those are German. Um, the Germans are known for their precision. They are known for the best. Some of the best watches in the world. Some of the best uh, uh, knives and things like that in the world. Some of the best lots of stuff in the world, but it's like they're afraid to come out and, and sort of, okay, look, okay, here I am ready to help people, blah, blah. It, it, it's like they're, they still feel like they've got to be really careful because they're German, because of the Hitler thing. And, and, and so people, you know, they may, they may say, well, I don't want to do that with David because David's German and not, and, and man, they've got this history of, I, it, David, it is absolutely passed down. And, and, mm -hmm. and as far as America's concerned, I believe the black community would be the biggest negative recipient of that. But, but it would probably be almost any ethnicity. Yeah. I mean, there mm -hmm. were times when uh, uh, Chinese who moved to America to try to find a better life were absolutely just terrorized for being Chinese. David, you, you've relayed some of your struggles being uh, South Korean uh, descent and, mm -hmm. and you know things like that. So that is a fabulous point, David, and you're 100% right. Those things are passed down. And um, an article came out about two years ago. I've got it right over here. It was, it was, it was, not, it, it was not the first one. It was, uh, there'd been many before. But anyway, the title of the article was send messages into to your future generations. Send messages to your future generations. And it was from uh, a university in Israel. And what they had found is that you pass down trauma memories through the RNA to male and female, mom and dad. Well, years before they had found that those memories are passed down in the sperm, okay? Uh, but that was the only one. But the RNA includes mom and dad, all children, anything, 
And basically, if you read it, what they found is whatever your attitudes, thoughts, anxiety paradigm, that sort of stuff, it's going to get passed to your children, your grandchildren. Mm. And yeah, it might skip one kid. It might skip a generation, but it's going to keep going until somebody does the hard work and breaks that cycle. So I would say in that regard, Dave, if you're listening to this, what, what messages do you want to send to your future generations? What do you want to send them healing or things that will uh, give them health problems that came directly from you? that give them an illness or disease. No, we don't want to do that. We want to send them the positive, right? Well, the article said we can do that too. It's really your choice. Whatever you do is what will get passed down. So Dave, let's pass down a, a wonderful healing process okay. intervention before we run out of time here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, great topic. And, and, uh, um, uh, Two, I believe it was three Democratic national conventions ago. Um, the television commentator, the last thing that was said before they signed off, anxiety is the issue of our age. And they were right. It is. All right, Dave. Okay. Start? Yeah, yes, yes, sir. So with our intention statement, we pray... We request that all destructive negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits and addictions, false limiting beliefs, and any relationship issues related to systemic anxiety resulting from post-traumatic stress or other stressors be found, opened, and healed through love, light, truth, and God. Okay. And the first position is left-hand temple, right-hand bridge, feeling of systemic anxiety. Second position, both hands in the bridge. Third position, both hands in the jaws. Fourth position is left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge.
And on to cycle two, left hand temple, right hand bridge, first position again. Second position, both hands bridge for systemic anxiety. Third position, both hands jaws. Fourth position again, left hand Adam's apple, right hand bridge. Okay, back to position one. Left hand temple, right hand bridge. Okay. All right. So take a deep breath. And let's go straight into trilogy, acupuncture points, um, eyebrows, collarbones. Temples, little finger, under the arms, under the nose, thumb, collarbones, middle of the chest index finger, under the eyes, 9G, eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle, circle back, and let's go to uh, left hand brain stem, right hand forehead, prefrontal cortex and brain stem, unconscious and conscious mind. Just relax. We're going to do the whole minute right here. I like to moan. <laughs> and I always wondered why. And then I found out that humming activates the vagus nerve. I think that may be why. It felt good. Made me calmer and stuff.
Okay, let's activate governing and conception vessel three times in a row, please. Up the midline of the body, calming the central nervous system. By the way, all of these component parts of Trilogy can also be tried on their own. Um, and, and you might do that, see which ones work best for you, all right? Um, healing centers. Uh, let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. Forehead. Please open and harmonize. Base or root. Please open and harmonize. Heart, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. Crown, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. And one more time, forehead, please open and harmonize. Okay, and if you'd like to do the um, rapid eye stress release, um, I would do three of those. So let's do that. Uh, get your picture and word for the problem. Start your eyes moving. If your unconscious mind takes it over, let them go. If it doesn't take it over, then just move them rapidly, haphazardly for 20 seconds. Okay, start. Stop. Deep breath. Start again, please. Stop. Deep breath. Start again, please. And both hands over the heart. Relax, slow, deep breaths, let it process. It should be working at about 100% for about 30 minutes. So I would check your zero to tens again in about 30 minutes. And remember, especially what we're talking about today with the anxiety and PTSD, uh, which is such a big deal, I would absolutely try the rapid eye stress release by itself just during the day when you feel that anxiety and stress. And um, Dave, I guess that's for me and I, that's it for me and I've got to run anyway, but um, uh, we didn't and I, and, and I always want to relay this. Um, David and I are on a mission to help a million to a billion people in the next year increase their emotional well-being by 100% or more. And that would be absolutely life-changing for that person. And I believe it would then be like a pebble in a pond and it would start to spread. So that's why we're Alex, here. We're going to give you so, everything for free. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. So that's Alex's mission statement 
I have a complimentary mission <laughs> statement that I used before that I'm going to use every time now because I, you know. Yeah, go for and, it. And that is to free the emotional slaves. Yes, right. And, and today we're talking about, you know, the, the African-American Black community and how that anxiety is may, is maybe very well passed down through generations in other ethnicities and maybe for white Caucasian Americans, it's guilt or shame or, 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 or maybe for some of them, like the white supremacist, it's anger, okay, that these ethnicities are rising. I mean, I love it, um, but some people don't, obviously. So, yeah, this is a big, big, big issue in the world. All right. Love you, everyone. Thank you. Okay. I'm running too. Johanna. Yeah. And Johanna's about to do custom. So uh, don't leave. Uh, get a custom. They're, they're even more effective than, than what Dave and I are doing. All right. Thank you. Um.